We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Elliot Shore Parks, who is delusional. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. You, Douglas Joe Giglio, with you on a Wednesday, 215-592-9494. Speaking of, yes, Elliot Shore Parks live with us in studio today. So you're our first in-studio guest. I know, I feel honored. I had to do the first one in person. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, got to get to know Hugh. I mean, look, football guys in the midday. This is a big football guy show. Yeah, we're we're the football guys. Yeah, go ahead. You are the, like, since I've been here, there has never been a day where I haven't seen you dress really, really nice. I appreciate that. Coming I mean, because like, the, like, like, the, like, like, do you do you own a pair of Lululemon pants? <laughs> no, I, can't. I mean, I, I no, would like because to. I know John Ritchie wears Lululemon. I know. Uh, yeah. He was swearing. We were talking about <laughs> as he walked out. He swears by John it. Ritchie was trying to sell me on a pair of Lululemon. I would go for it, and, but I'm. They don't make them in forty two. I was gonna say they might not make. The, <laughs> they don't make. The they don't make. The I, Lululemon. They're more made for my, you know. Yeah, that's p- what I'm saying. The petite it, it, body it, type. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I thought, like, the way you dress, I, I just I knew you had a pair of Lululemon. I mean, I always put a lot of time into it. More time I than see. I should. That's what's I, nice yeah. about the offseason. You, <laughs> you know, like, exactly. I don't have practice am, to go I am to. Not yeah. bad at you, though. Getting a haircut later today. Would you rank Elliot above Howard in nicest dress around here? Because well, Howard, Howard wears usually, suits. Uncle Howard wears suits. Yeah. <laughs> Howard's got, Howard. Uncle the Howard, difference is, Grandpa Howard. Howard has sponsors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have sponsors yet. But you have a wife, though, because I'm assuming your wife. She, she helps for sure. Yeah, I always, yeah. I always run it by her. I mean, she's not, you know. Sometimes she'll be like, "That's nah, not the move," but gotta go with it. <laughs> gotta trust, gotta trust myself. Sometimes. Gotta like a man that takes yeah. time to put his outfit. Well, and exactly. it stands out because most of us around here do not we, we dress, dress very well. We dress like hell. This is this clean. Yeah. Here I wake up today. I wake up. I tweet, and then I start getting ready. It's yeah. a, it's a good yeah. day. And it is a good day. Tweeting about some things we're interested in, Elliot, which of course now is the Eagles offseason after the Super Bowl. So where do you where do you come down on Howie? So five years ago we were in this pretty similar position. They had won that Super Bowl, obviously lost this one. But they lost and or they won last time and they they really made some mistakes trying to run it back. And it just they got worse, right? They got worse considerably yeah. in the next couple of years. Nine wins, nine wins, and then four wins. Do you trust Howie to get it right this time? Because it's similar in that the structure of the team's going to change. Less one-year guys have to pay the quarterback. It, it, we're, it's like we're doing this again. Do you trust him to get it right this time? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of reasons to trust Howie. But, but the main reason, and the one that matters more than any other, is he has a quarterback. He didn't have a quarterback in 2017. We all thought Carson was the quarterback. I remember being in Minnesota the night of the Super Bowl, watching Carson warm up and thinking, this guy is the future of the league. And he had a knee brace on. Right, I think we all underestimated how bad Carson's injury was going to be. And so from Howie's perspective, yes, he made mistakes. The Alshon contract, all types of things. But we also know that in the NFL, you are only as good as your quarterback. And they didn't have one. Now, they have one. So I think the fact that Jalen is here, healthy, he's younger, he's better than Carson was, I think that'll alleviate a lot of the pressure on Howie to get every move right. But the other part of that is... The benefit of Jeffrey Lurie keeping Howie around as long as he has is he's experienced these things. Not a lot of GMs have experienced winning the Super Bowl and what it takes to rebuild. Howie has experience in that. He's built a team from 4-11-1 into a Super Bowl champion. He's taken a Super Bowl champion and seen what, what you should and shouldn't do in rebuilding. So 
Is Howie perfect? No. But I think the combination of Jalen and experience means you should trust him. With that being said, because there's a lot of free agents on this list that potentially are not going to be here. Yeah. Do you feel that Brandon Graham is one of those guys, and, and, and not only Brandon, Fletcher Cox and a couple other defensive players, but those two guys right. in particular, which so, one do you feel is not going to be here next year? So I, I think Fletcher is the most likely one to leave. I think he's, to me, just from the interviews and stuff, seems the most excited to test the free agent market and see where he could go. Brandon, to me, feels like a Philly guy for life. Like I mm-hmm. think Brandon's going to want to stay in Philly. I, I think that ultimately it'll be more important for him to maybe take less money and stay in Philly and keep all his connections here that, as opposed to leaving. But also the interesting thing with Brandon is I wonder what his market will be because he's a situational pass rusher that is old. And look, his stats were great, and he's still a very good player. But if you're another team, are you paying him to be a starting edge rusher? I don't really think so. So is a team going to pay more than what the Eagles be willing to pay to keep him here? I think it's mutually beneficial to, to keep Brandon around. But outside of that, I'm good if almost all the free agents leave. Like, I, I think I think this team needs an influx of new, uh, like, just a breath of fresh air off mm-hmm. last year. So while I, look, these are great players, and certainly if they come back, that's not a bad thing. But ultimately, I think what will hold this team back next year is not a lack of talent. It's the baggage of having lost the Super Bowl. And the only way to get rid of that baggage is to, replace a large portion of the roster. So where do you come down? Do you have a favorite yet? I mean, you have a big board for the defensive coordinator? Because we've been, we've been throwing all the names out. Yeah. And and we we started talking about Jim Leonard today. And, and you mentioned fresh and new. He's interesting, right? He's a yeah. former player. He played under Rex Ryan. I think he was a pretty good player when he played. And now he's gone to the college route as a coach. I, I just, we both think his name is interesting in this because he's, he's different than the other candidates they've interviewed so far. Yeah, it makes you miss Jonathan Gannon, right? Well, I try to tell <laughs> people they're going to miss him. Uh, you look at these resumes, and it, yeah, yeah, seeing, seeing him gone, it, it hurts a little more now. But no, I, mean, I think both have their positives and their negatives. For me, the positive of Vance Joseph is you can hand him the defensive side of the ball, and you're basically handing it to a head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Where with Nick Sirianni as a CEO type of head coach, while he is that, ultimately his thing is offense. And with Steichen gone, well, I think Brian Johnson's going to be good you're going to have to have a little more kind of control of the offensive side than you did before. It's a new staff. Brian's never had this job. So I think his attention is going to have to be on offense a little more. And ultimately, this team's going to be as good as their offense, right? So you have to make sure that part stays good. So the benefit of Vance is the, the floor is high. Like, you don't think he's going to come in and be a disaster. My thing with Jim, with Jim Leonard is I think his ceiling is much higher than Vance Joseph's. Vance Joseph's has been defensive coordinator. He has one of the worst defenses in the league last year, and that certainly is talent and also, his offense was really bad, which hurts the defense. But I think Van Joseph is a safe, unexciting hire. I think Jim Leonard is somebody that in two years could be hired away as a head coach, but could give you two really good, exciting years of freshness, too. Like someone coming in completely motivated, ready to go. So I would probably pick Leonard of the two. But again, this is why I thought losing Gannon was a big deal. You know what? I don't want to put words in your mouth. So it, it sounds to me like you think the offense coordinator is going to be hired from within. I think it'll be Brian Johnson. Yeah, okay. I think so. Well, the way they talk about it, I know Sirianni likes to promote from within, especially if they're going to go outside for the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. I think you'll want to promote on the offensive side of the ball. But also, Brian Johnson has a great relationship with Jalen Hurts. I think and that's important. It's very important. And he's called plays. It was in college, but you know he has experience calling plays before. And ultimately, again, the defensive side of the ball, it's fun to talk about. The free agent's a coordinator. The reason to believe in this team moving forward is if Jalen is good. And the best way to keep Jalen good is to keep people around him that he's familiar with. And I think Brian Johnson checks that box. All right, let's talk about Jalen. 215-592-9494 to hop in. We have Elliot in studio this segment. Hey, our first in-studio guest on the show, the Jalen Hurts contract. Now, there was a report from Ben Volin up in Boston that this could happen like before the combine. That yeah. this, this could happen quickly here. 
So what do you think this looks like? And 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 what how far would you go? We were talking yesterday about the Mahomes contract, which is pretty unique, right? Ten years, four fifty, which is a crazy amount of money. But per year, they 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 made it long so they could spread it out. The cap hits are not not crazy yeah, for a terrible player. Terrible contract for him, by the way. Yeah, it probably was <laughs> yeah, considering like, how great he is. How, he bought a team with that though, man. He bought a team with that. Bro. I know, but Chiefs, I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> imagine on the open market what he would get today. No, he get paid, but he bought eighty a team. million. Yeah, he would. He bought, um, he bought, a, he bought a jet yeah. or something. I'm sure he bought a lot of things. He bought a Bugatti. That, yeah, yeah, he can buy whatever he wants. <laughs> would you give Hertz the Mahomes contract? And how far would you go? And and what do you think this looks right. like? So. The way I look at it is this. I think when doing this, you have to remove Jalen the person from the equation because Jalen as a person is definitely somebody you can talk yourself into emotionally, right? There can be no emotion when doing this contract because the bottom line is Jalen's hard work ethic won't keep him from being injured. And it's nothing to do with the style of play. It's just the reality that guys get hurt, right? So if I'm the Eagles and I'm looking at how long do I want to sit here and say, Jalen absolutely has to be my quarterback these seasons because of the financial commitment. I would like to keep that to three years. And the reason is because it's just the end of the day. Like a lot, three. Okay. Think about how much is. You are not the GM. Well, but think about unemotional. He's unemotional about it. Think about how much has happened in the last years with the Eagles. It feels like forever ago, right? Doug was the head coach. Carson was the quarterback. The 2020 season had even happened. Three years is an eternity in the NFL. 10 years isn't even a real number. Like that's like, that's absurd to give anybody an actual 10-year deal. He won't play out that 10-year deal, right? So for me, I look at it and I say, in four years, do I know Jalen's going to be healthy? Do I know we won't have suffered a major injury? Any of those things? No, I don't. So I would rather give him premium money now, have an out in three years, and if he's still really good, I'll just pay him again. I'm fine paying yeah, for a premium. You know the price of that brick going to be That's up. fine. That's I, I, would, I would rather pay for the quality <laughs> brick than I would just, you know, like at the end of the day. I would much rather pay top dollar again and again and again instead of commit top dollar for a long term and be worried that in year four he's not worth that money. So to go to Elliot's point, because I think it's interesting about how how much things change in a few years, uh-huh. right? So we talked yesterday about the 10-year contract, and I didn't want to do it. You, you, you think it's the best way to do it for the team. I'm going to read you guys a list of the passer rating leaders 10 years ago. Okay. okay? And we'll, we'll see where those guys are now. Number one in the NFL 10 years ago in passer rating was Nick Foles, 2013. Nice. Peyton Manning was two. Josh McCown, Phillip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, he's still around. Breeze, Russell Wilson, he's not very good anymore. Romo, Roethlisberger, Kaepernick. Yeah. Man, 10 years a long time. Honestly, I bet if you even did three years ago. It's like, probably much it, different. Like, the bottom line is three years, and we saw this with Carson. You saw it. Like, things ha- happen quickly. Now, the mistake they made was paying Carson after he broke his back and tore his ACL. Like, that was a mistake at the time. But what you saw is guys break down. And again, Jalen, there's not a human I would bet on more in the NFL than him. He is everything you want in a quarterback. That does not stop him from tearing his Achilles. It does not stop him from injuring his ACL. And the worst thing you can be in the NFL I mean, is attached. He's some, some, some dire injuries. To well, I, look, we saw it. We were here, man. You were in Atlanta with no quarterback. We were, we were here. In you ain't got to bring that up. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I didn't play for Atlanta, yeah. but you ain't got to make it. <laughs> he had to watch it. Well, yeah, <laughs> he had to watch it. We <laughs> saw the Carson thing happen. You and know? we also like, know Jalen's had a shoulder and an ankle in the last two years. Those but, are but, real but things. But to me, it's not even about that. It's about the fact that three years, you're talking about like 50 games. Like a lot can happen. And everyone says, well, you're to save money i would rather just pay more money down the road and know i'm paying for a great quarterback that does not surprise me because i can tell by the way you well i was gonna say you spend, yeah you spend I, money I spend for your way clothes, too much man. money yeah yeah that, don't, that does not surprise i'm about me to drop 200 dollars on a soccer jersey so yeah it's uh the clothes last longer yeah. than quarterbacks <laughs> yeah exactly right i'd rather pay premium dollar for premium premium uh you know content I don't know about that. All right, we got some breaking news, and it's it's actually going to disappoint us, I think. Uh, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN. The Eagles and Jim Leonard mutually decided they would, would not move forward with his D- D- D.C. candidacy. So he's out. Leonard is out. 
Um, he actually, he actually, Jim Leonard needs hip surgery. He wants to sit out coaching for a year. When the Eagles oh. came in, he thought it was interesting. They had an interview, but they decided it wasn't the right time. So Jim Leonard is out. We just officially you. became a Jim Ride a cart. Get a new hip. Yeah. No, just get a hip. Yo, with all the money this. you're going to get paid, get a new hip. How long does it take to recover man. from that? He can't right. get we got, ready. What we got? The Novacare? We got Sit up in the, Yeah, he's got we a got rehab that. center attached to the practice. Calling Jim Letter soft? Is that what we're doing now? Yeah. yeah. You don't need Absolutely. to be. Absolutely. a good point, dog, actually. You don't need to be here. He won't be blitzing. Anymore. All right, we didn't want him anyway. Let's <laughs> we're officially an anti-Jim Leonard show. Yeah, just that quick. All right, let's take let's take a phone call here. Steve Pensahawken is up. What's up, Steve? Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on? Hey, man? Steve. I just want to talk a quick Howie point and a quick draft point. Uh, with Howie, I trust Howie um, because the last time the difference is we won the Super Bowl. It's easy to not feel like you have to reevaluate and run it back, kind of how we did uh, this time. Losing. It left a sour taste in all of our mouths, and I would guess that Howie more than anyone, honestly. And, you know, with that being said, I feel like he's going to approach this a lot differently and learn from his mistakes of the past. See, but I actually think that my counter to that would be, like, how do you improve this team? Like, this team was unbelievable. The offense was great. The defense was great. The coaching staff was great. So if you go into the offseason of saying, well, what can I do to be better? I don't even know where you would start with that. Well, well, I, I think that would be the worry, the though. Vet. Oh, running The back. veterans yeah. And, yeah. and not re-signing and keeping, you know, guys that were shouldn't have been here. I think he'll learn from that and kind of bring a youth infusion. Uh, I'm fine with Fletcher Cox going. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, my draft point, there's a guy in the draft, uh, Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. Uh, it's like he would fit perfectly. He's only missed four tackles in his career. Wow. And I feel like it's a good backup option for I think Marcus Epps is a free agent as well, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yeah, he is. Both safeties are. So I think that kind of covers that. You franchise CJ, you can either play both of them together, and if CJ doesn't work out long term, you've got a safety kind of in the wings. Yeah, I like that, Steve. And I, he's a good player from Alabama. Then it's interesting you brought up the youth, he brought up the youth movement, which is great. And you brought up like freshness. Yeah. But youth and freshness could also mean growing pains. It's like, you know, it's very hard for me to imagine they're as good next year. It's just hard. Well, if you look at it, the last team from the NFC to make it back to the Super Bowl after losing was the Vikings in like 50 years ago, 1974. It's a long time. The last, if you remove the Patriots, because I think when you're talking about NFL rules, you kind of just remove them from all of it. The last team to do it in the AFC was the Bills when they lost four straight. Like going back with the same team is going to be so hard just because of the baggage, like the feeling of knowing how close you were. It's like. There's no freshness. There's no excitement about it. It's harder to get up for those games in week four or five. I mean, if they start 8-0 next year, it'll just be, oh, they did that last year, right? Like, it's going to be so hard to find a new way to find motivation and be excitement for, for this team that I think it's so crucial to get some fresh air and, like, some just some newness with this roster. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I think I think now the difference in, in those years and those teams that you're talking about, the path is a little bit easier if, mm-hmm. if that's such a thing. When you talk about the potential quarterbacks that, that you're going to be playing against, especially yeah. in the East, I think that it's going to be a little bit easier. And as, it all, as we both know, it starts in your division first. Yep. You dominate your division and you win a couple of games here and there outside of that, you got a great chance of being in the playoff picture. So I agree with that. And if you look at the conference as a whole, Jalen is like by far the, the best, best quarterback. quarterback yeah. I mean, you could – Dak is probably number two and you could debate how close they are, but Jalen's definitely better. My only thing is this time last year we were sitting here going, the Rams are going to be great, the Niners. Like, you just never, never know. know. Like, yeah, the, yeah, Eagles, the Eagles true. are the team most primed to take a step back just because of how good they are 
already. Like, I think the Giants are trash, so I wouldn't worry about the Giants. But the Cowboys, I don't know. I mean, Dak is the second-best quarterback in the division. They have a good defense. I, I Like, they would be my biggest concern. And to your point, they're in the division. So yeah, that's but the Dak is part. shook. You know Dak shook now because uh, there's some, 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 what, C.J. Stroud and some reports out there oh, really? that they really, really like C.J. Stroud. Yeah, not saying that they're going to get him. Well, that too. well, you yeah. that part of it, Ella. You know how this works. Once a team starts thinking about drafting a quarterback, the guy there is it's just over. it's over. So it's, it's psyche, the quarterback, they're kind of sensitive individuals. Yeah, yeah, he is. So right, let, let, let me ask you this: If you had a guess right now, what do you think the number looks like for Hertz? Because Daniel Jones is asking for forty-five. We know Herbert Which is, is up. Absurd. It's insane. Yeah. Herbert is up. Burrow's up. So like this is all going to happen quickly. And, and we, who knows with Lamar? That that it's hard to forecast that. But if you had to guess right now, what is the Hertz contract going to look like when it, when it comes out? Yeah, so so to me, the number per year is not the important part, right? But but the number, if I had to pick, would be around 50. Because I think he'll get more than 45. But I do think he's entering this with the right mind. Well, we can debate if it's the right mindset. But with the mindset of helping the team out a little bit, right? I think that the combination of him, Howie, and his agent, I feel like they're all entering this with the right, mind, the right mindset of Jalen needs to get paid, but also... He wants to keep talent around him. I mean, Jalen's always played with talent around him. Alabama, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, this mm-hmm. year, right? He know, And then look at last year. He knows what it's like to not play with talent from that one year. So I do think he'll have the, the right mindset. But to me, again, it's not about the number per year. Like 50 and 55 were mostly just bragging points there, right? It's mostly like, okay, he's number one versus number three. From a cap perspective, there's not a huge deal between $5 million. My biggest thing is going to be how long are they committed to him, right? Like how long, for how many years are they locked into him as the guy? That's the the battle. Now, the interesting thing for him is he's 24 years old. So is he going to want to do a shorter deal so he can re-hit the market again? And that's what's surprising about Mahomes thing is signing away 10 years of his career, right? So I think there's mutual interest in a shorter deal as opposed to one where he's like locked in for eight years. Mm. The difference between 55 and 50 million is $5 million. It is. But I'm saying from a cap perspective. Like, no, like, I hear what you're saying, yeah, yeah. but that's still like as Look, a player, that's five million dollars dude you don't have to tell me i like this raincoat wasn't cheap right <laughs> but, <laughs> but like the dude that has the nicest clothes but, at but the i'm station, saying five million is whatever big, is, he's, ha- he's exactly, hanging over yeah. money but i don't I, understand that because i'm saying if i'm jailing or how like the amount per year obviously is five million is five million I mean, it's more than he's made in the nfl his whole career so i'm not poo-pooing that amount of money i'm just saying kind of sounds like you are uh, well because i'm from a perspective but from a cap perspective it's like point you know like three percent of the cap or whatever right what was the but it's a player what, though isn't what was it? the runner up to that coach you got the runner-up in terms yeah, of what? The, the, well, the price range. Here's the thing. I don't do runner-ups. When I find what I want, I just buy that, right? Like, I didn't even look You're at You're like John Middleton. You exactly, want great yeah, yeah, you get yeah, like, I want what I want. How much it costs? It doesn't really matter. I'd rather me. pay full cost for what I want than 70% for something. Every time I put it on, I'm like, man, I wish I had that other coat. <laughs> it's a GM in waiting right here. That's exactly. what I'm saying. I well, I'd be a terrible GM because I would just pay top I know. dollar. But I'd always have quality. You would rosters. need to be a baseball GM. No salary cap. I want <laughs> exactly. that guy. I'm getting. Him. Yes. But let's grab Tom and Abington. He has a bone to pick with you and I. What's what up, I, what Tom? I do, Tom? What I do, Tom? Yo, fellas. How What's going on, today? man? How you what doing? What up, Tom? Hey, Tom. Uh, Shoe, sh- you're perfect, man. You're, you're, you're making a lot of sense. Uh, Giglio and Esp. I got issues with you guys. All right, let's hear him. Let's go, Tom. We're ready. Let's go. Let's go, Joe. First, um, of course you trust Howie. Howie's learned from his mistakes. He's shown us when that moron Chip put him in broom closet and he came back. He won a chip. So right, but, wait, but we've never seen him do this, right? Like, yes, Hold he learned. He, wait, wait, he learned from the original Howie mistakes, and he's be, he's, uh, a, he's a great GM. I, I'm a big Howie guy, but he, he won a Super Bowl. They struggled afterwards. Now, now they're back after losing a Super Bowl. We, he, we've never seen him learn from no, this I yet. I understand that, but if you look at his track record, again, he was put in the broom closet. He came back. He won a chip. I'd say that he learned from that. He was making some of the most 
unbelievable boneheaded picks in the draft that nobody understood. He learned from that. He's tapping the SEC. We're getting real players in here. So he's showing you a, lower, a learning curve. So he was in the Super Bowl. He, he, they won it, obviously, and fell apart the next few years. He's going to learn from that. And he's already done that just by showing you how he set the draft up. I think we have the 10 and the 30th pick. Yeah. Well, they so, got to they got to hit those picks, which gotta, has been an issue. Gotta, yeah. yeah All right. What, what's the what's the issue with Elliot here, Tom? Okay, but real quick, he's shown us that he can pick now. All right. So now Elliot. Yeah. You you want all new guys on the defense because of the baggage. Yeah. And while I understand what you're saying, how do you reconcile the entire offense coming back with their baggage? Well, because to because what I'm saying is the place to remove the baggage is on the defense because on the offense side of the ball. Good for good, like this is good. They're locked into AJ. They're locked into Devonte. Goddard's back. Hertz is back. Most of the offensive line is back. So you're right. Look at the end of the day, Nick and Jalen are the ones that are going to have to wear the mantle of losing of losing the Super Bowl. Right? They're the ones that have to to worry about that. That's why on the defensive side of the ball, where you have so many free agents, I see an opportunity to get like some some freshness on that side, while also being real with the fact that the offense, if they play their best, or maybe the offense in the league, are probably second to the Chiefs. So. I'm okay with that because there's so much talent there. On the defense side of the ball, you're losing these guys anyway. So I think it's a chance to naturally do it. Yeah, but you didn't answer my question. It, 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 the offense is carrying the same baggage of losing that Super Yeah, but, Bowl but, but you can't defense. replace all 53 players. So, so you're right that on the offensive side of the ball, there'll be a lot of the same starters. My point is, if you look at the roster as a whole, most of the defensive most of the guys on defense are free agents, so that's the chance to do it. Unless you're advocating for trading like AJ, I don't see on offense how you're going to remove that. You just have to to live with it. Defense is the opportunity to do it. Yeah, it's the continuity so, there. They so have a lot of continuity gotta, in offense. So we just got to live with the baggage on offense? Yeah, well, unless you want to trade AJ or Jalen. I don't know what else you're yeah. going to do. Yeah, or no, def- yeah, we'll trade Quest. No one care about that. He, I think he's caught up on the word baggage. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It, look, that Super Bowl loss is baggage. Like, I mean – Hugh, you know, you were on the teams in the early 2000s. Like, it's different when you go from being unexpected to then having the whole year being the about hunted. going yeah. to – But not just the hunted. About the whole year is not a success unless they win the Super Bowl next year. So yeah. Think of what a major out, difference that is. On my way out, Elliot, I'd just like to point out that twice in that answer you said I was right. So, thanks. Well, I'm normally out. We, we could dump those. No, he Tom, meant that he that. was right. No, he's always wrong. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you said he was right, we could dump those. Elliot, yeah. we, we appreciate you hopping in. This was fun. Thanks. Yes. For, uh, excited for the new show. You guys have sounded great. And, uh, Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Honored to be your first guest. We appreciate it. And uh, so, Go Birds podcast out today? Out today, yeah. New Got Go Birds? one tomorrow. No Go Birds on Saturday because the Phillies are back. That's right. We have baseball Phillies baseball. Time. Oh, I love Phillies. Yeah. Phillies baseball. Here, here, I got best. a baseball take for you. Ready? Oh, let's hear it. This time next year, we'll be talking about Andrew Painter the same way we talk about Jalen Hurts. You think so? I think so, yeah. I have no reason to back it up other than just interviews I've seen. Him. Well, he's like do. a star. He reminds me of Justin Verlander. Just like when I look, watch yeah. him pitch, he reminds me of Verlander. The young talent in this city is pretty unreal right now. We did say that five years ago, though. Well, but then we got the wrong people. Yeah, we got the right people. I, I hear <laughs> yeah. The right people here this time. Elliot Shore right, Parks. Appreciate it. 215-592-9494. A lot to do here on the show. Back to all your calls. And do you trust Howie Roseman here to get it right this time around? And when we get back, someone on the line has a bone to pick with you. <laughs> it's one thing to pick bones with me, but now we got someone picking a bone with you. I just got here. I know. That's what people do. They pick both. We'll get to that. And if you have thoughts of the Sixers and Harden and possibly leaving to go back to Rockets, take your calls on those. Well, 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Every single person on this team, but, um, you know, we're here to compete. You know, I think that... You know, a lot of times I, I've heard this week, you know, we'll be back, you know, just because we say it doesn't mean it. We got to make that happen. And um, I take great pride in, in trying to do my part. The voice of Howie Roseman talking about trying to get this team back. Welcome back. 215-592-9494. Midday show, you Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. And, and really the discussion here is about trust and Howie Rose because five years ago, we, we did this. We were here. We were in the same spot coming off a Super Bowl appearance, obviously a championship then. And, Hugh, Howie Rose would screwed it up. As much as I, I like Howie, I respect Howie. Heck, <laughs> a few months ago I was saying, Howie's going to end up in the Hall of Fame one day. He, this guy knows what he's doing. But, but five years ago in this same spot, he screwed up this, this spot they were in, which was NFC champions. And they, they, it took them a long time to get back to that level. They never got back to a title game with that same group. And this city's gone back and forth in the trust on Howie Roseman. And you know, I, I struggle. I struggle with this one because I, I don't trust him to do this because this is the one thing in his career you, he hasn't done. I know you trust Howie, mm-hmm. but I, I, I have serious questions. Could he do this again? Can he build a team again, but a different way, this time with more expensive quarterback? I'll tell you what, man. Being in the position that, that Howie's been in, and I'm going back to you know watching him from afar down in Atlanta, and seeing his interaction with the fans and talking about you owe me and all this other stuff, the little cut he had. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great place to be. That's a great position to be in, especially here in Philadelphia, because you got bragging rights, mm-hmm. and, and people like that. So there's pressure on Howie to come out and, and duplicate that because for, this, for the exact reasons that you're giving, you like that adulation that you get running around the city and everybody talking about you, the man, and you getting high fives and you ain't paying for meals and everything like that. You got to keep that going. That winning is is the is the most addictive drug that there could be, especially in this business. So you want to keep that going. You're going to learn from the mistakes that you made, and you're going to burn the midnight oil, in my opinion, to make sure you go out and you get the right guys to be on this football team. Because you know what's going to happen if you don't. What you just talked about that was what it was like three, four years ago. Went backwards. We, we yeah. had a, a fire Howie Roseman sign right across the Schuylkill there. I saw it every day here, and I defended Howie through those times. And I know Vince, you know, I know Kyle did too. But the bottom line is this: when you look at the Eagles over the years with, with their quarterback situation, when they've had a cheap quarterback under Howie, Michael Vick, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, Hugh, they've won. They've won a lot of the, their playoff years. Come when their quarterback makes no money. Yeah. They haven't had the success under Howie when their quarterback makes a lot. And the reality is that's coming, whether it's today, tomorrow, next week. Yeah, you got to pay that, man. Jalen's getting paid, (laughs) and and that changes things. Let's hit our Twitter question here, which is sponsored by PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing that others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your complimentary evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. Do you trust Howie Roseman to get it right this time? Kyle, 91% say, yes, they're with you, they're with you. That's amazing because if you would have asked that same question, maybe this exact time two years ago, it would probably be the exact opposite. Yes. But I, I said this earlier, I think we need to uh, parse out proper blame for how that whole disaster came to be, and you got to put it on the shoulders of Carson Wentz, man. It was Carson's fault. Not Howie. I like that. Even though Howie gave him the contract and, and Howie, you know, put, put the team around him, we'll blame – and not listen, you, you're not going to get any resistance from me. When, if I could blame Carson for something, I'm going to do it. So I get that. You did – you had a bad read. Like, 
I, which I don't understand how, because like from the things that I, I wasn't even hearing, I was hearing stuff not great about you know, Carson. Wentz. I think they were blind to it because when they drafted him, they, they, they rolled out the red carpet for him. They looked, they thought they drafted their Aaron Rodgers, yeah. right? Their Peyton Manning. I mean, he looked like that initially. He did, yeah, but but he looked like that. when the when the signs started coming, right? Injuries started getting to him. That the leadership stuff. I think they just ignored it. Like, nah, no, it's like rabbit ear. Like, just gonna close your ears. Like, I don't want to hear it. This is our guy can't be, no. and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, you, boy. Know, you know what? For me, it was it was when you would hear certain people in key positions. You know, they didn't they wouldn't talk negative about him, but they didn't have a whole lot to say positive about him. And then to me, that's always a red flag, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about your franchise. And then you know when when you draft Jalen Hurts, the wheels fell all the way off the wagon. I mean, it's all this is a game where every year you're looking to be better. He was hurt. You you and you drafted an insurance policy, just like they're probably going to draft an insurance policy this year at quarterback at some point. And in they the draft should bring and, somebody in, and they should because you're supposed to. The thing that you have to be in the NFL is prepare for whatever may happen. Your quarterback has been injured, like you said, he's been injured. You got to bring in somebody that if he's injured, that the, the the train doesn't stop. You have to do that. So yeah, you can't you can't fall apart when somebody's coming in that's drafted high. That could potentially take your job. No, you can't. And the last quarterback did, and it was a big part of why it all fell apart. I mean, Kyle was right. It, it, the, the Wentz factor was a major one in why it fell apart last time. But how he bet on him, right? How he made a bad bet on him. He can't make bad bets again. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. All right, let's start with Sean because he's got a bone to pick here with you, Douglas. What's up, Sean? Hey, Sean. Hey, Jillio. Hey, Hugh. Welcome to the midday. How are you guys? Thank you, brother. Hey, Sean. What? I, okay, so, so Sean, what I do? What I do? <laughs> I'll get into that. You, I've been feeling you guys out for a couple of days now. <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking forward to the show. I'm looking forward. I got a negative and a positive. Okay. And uh, you, you, I'm gonna get to the negative. Okay. Nobody, nobody in their right mind defends Ben. I knew. I, I had a feeling. <laughs> yes. Nope. I was waiting nope. for the first call after you said it. I was like, uh oh, no, that's not gonna go. You cannot defend this man. He is the most spoiled, entitled. Baby, there is in sports today, maybe sports history. This guy is horrible. He grew up winning a trophy, getting a trophy for everything, being told he was the best thing since sliced bread when he wasn't. He's a and when he, had to, when he had to deal with the first inkling of criticism or adversity, he folded like a tent. And you can tell what a fungus this guy is. My ajama left him and kept the ring. Durant, Irving... They split out of Brooklyn because he's a horrible, pathetic human being. And I wish nothing but the worst for him. I wouldn't take a leak on this guy if he was, if he was, on, if he was on fire. Uh, and, 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 Julio, you mentioned something about the NBA and, and, and if Harden goes to the Rockets, mm-hmm. it really wouldn't bother you. I'll take you one step further. With the way the direction of the NBA is going, you, you saw that pathetic all-star game they had. You got you got another mind case, like Irving, uh, running out of town, leaving his team two-thirds of the way in. Durant with the Phoenix. Uh, you know, I'll take. I'll go one better. If the NBA folded tomorrow and said out of business, 
I wouldn't wink. I wouldn't lose an ounce of sleep. Yeah, That's you know, Sean, I feel, I, I feel like a lot of people over the years have kind of are more towards you on that. Now, I, Hugh, I love basketball. I love the game, mm-hmm. but I, I do think the sport is is gotten to a, a place where they don't care about their fans anymore. The load well, management, the, the players moving around, they, they just they just spit in the face of their fans. It's star driven, but it's it's gone. It's it's out of whack. It's too far. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing because you you look at some of the moves that was made, and 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 for me, it's still kind of fresh in my mind because I was just in Atlanta. They just they just fired Nate McMillan mm-hmm. because him and Trey Young did not get along. And McMillan's a good coach. He's a good coach, and and there were times. But this is the thing that gets me. Nate McMillan was a coach that didn't want to coach after after like a few weeks ago. He was trying to leave. They wouldn't let him leave. Now all of a sudden he gets fired. So we'll go. Under- we, you go when we tell yeah, you. Yeah, I don't. Un- I don't understand that, man. But yeah, the, the NBA is a different animal, and it's driven hey, by the star players. And Jillio, my my positive uh, is uh, I'm a baseball guy first, and at 105 Saturday we got uh, spring training baseball. So all is looking up, and I look forward to talking to you guys about baseball this year. Well, we can't wait, Sean. Sean, we appreciate the phone call. Yes, uh, I'm I- excited that you're excited. Oh, I can't wait. Baseball is my favorite, you, and, and there's something, something special about hearing baseball on the radio. It's just it's, it's the right sound. Obviously, we have Scott Fransky on the call for these games, so cannot wait. We'll get to some little Philly stuff coming up uh, in the next hour. Let's go Wade. Not that Wade, though. Wade and Chester. What's up, Wade? Hey, yo, what's up, y'all, man? I'm saying congratulations. You feel me? Hey, you, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Good add-on to the team. Shout-out when it came Black History Month. You feel me? You, Sunny Hill, Ike. You know what I'm saying? That's all Appreciate good. you, brother. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, look, how, 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 hey, Joe G, you the last one standing out of the three. How about that? You know what I'm saying? I'm last here, one. Wade. Yeah, yeah. You wasn't going nowhere. We know that, but I'm just saying. I know. They, they, you the last one. You, you Joe G, you feel me? Your name. Well, he, what he means by yeah. that, uh, uh, Hugh, so a couple years ago, we had Joe Girardi as the manager of the mm-hmm. Phillies. Jonathan Gannon as the defensive coordinator, and I, obviously me. So yeah, I'm you, the last, last JG. Okay, yeah, there you. was a there was an afternoon show poll about a year and a half ago. Who's the best? Who's the top J, J, JG in town? And you, that was you. I well, I don't know if I won the poll, but I outlasted them. Yeah, yeah, they're that, out. that counts for something. It does. That I'm, definitely I'm, counts. I'm for still something. here, Wade. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How about how about the first uh, show to be two football guys to be y'all be you, Jillio, with, with, with you, man? That's right. Man. We are we two are football guys. guys. You look at me, yeah. you think football guy. There's no question about <laughs> that, man. You, you, no, you, you, you play high school, man. I you did. I, I mean, I wasn't any good, Wade. Let, let's not. Let's not. What you played, though? Put the shoulder pads on. I did. I told him. That's what I told him. I said it don't matter if you wasn't good. You was on a team. You was a practice. You know what it is to be like on a team and to put in that work. You wasn't. Joe DeCamp played too. He played. No, Joe DeCamp ain't play. Mm-hmm. Joe he said he scored a touchdown. He said he was a high school. He no, said it, but he man, pl- he was playing weight league. He played one time <laughs> in middle school. He played one play at safety, and then the coach pulled him out. And he don't even, he think that he the said- coach put him out because he sucks, but he don't know that the coach put him in because so they won't actually put him back in. Like, hey, you started, so you ain't, so ain't got to get back in the game. He don't even know that. He, he don't know nothing about the game. Well, now he knows because <laughs> he's listening, I'm sure. But um, I trust Howie, you know what I'm saying? I've been trusting Howie since after the rigor pick when ain't nothing happened to Howie. I was like, okay, this ain't even how we doing. Like, everything, you, like, man, listen. They said what's called the was picking players and and uh and and the owner was picking players. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? If, my, if I was the owner, I let my son get a chance to pick somebody. And if I'm the owner and I'm in the football, I'm, I'm he because he's not just no owner getting the money. He he enter the team. It's his team. He love it. So I want to pick players too. Like we ain't got to worry about JJ Thick, White Side and Rager and all of them. They know how to pick right players. They getting them players that play in the in where good schools. They play SEC. And they, they, they gamble. It's a gamble to get a, to draft a player, but they're not gambling with pick, taking these I players. They're going to get the SEC boys, the Alabama boys, Georgia boys, 
the people we drafted going to fill in the, uh, the when we lose on our free agent. I just want to get the safety back. Maybe we can get the D tackle back. When we get uh, Hurts' uh, contract, it ain't going to start the next year, but they're going to get a good deal in where every, they're going to meet in the middle because that's all about negotiation. Like y'all talking about Dan Jones going 45. He's not going to – that's what he's just starting at. They're going to meet somewhere where he's going to get money. Well, in you're probably right about that. And, you, and, Wade, you bring up a good point. Wade, we appreciate your call, and, and we're excited to talk to you a lot. Um, you know, he, he brings up the point of, of the contract extension doesn't have to start this year, right? You, sometimes they tack it on, right? So Jalen has a really small contract for 2023. Mm-hmm. They could tack it on to the you know, 2024 if you have to think two or three moves ahead. Now that's going to be good for you next year, but what about the years after that? So you you have to right because there's going to be some other guys coming up. I don't know what AJ Brown's deal is, and Devontae Smith deal is so going to be coming up as well. They gave AJ when he got here four one hundred, so okay. he's he's locked up. But but Devontae um, after this coming season could get a new deal. Yeah, so yeah, that that's where you know Jalen's money could potentially put you in a bad spot, you know, because Devontae Smith has a, a, a hell of a year next year. He's going to want to get paid. He's going to be looking to get some money. Of course. Just for an example on the contract, so I think the Bills did this with Allen. They, they added the extension to the end of his rookie deal. So they bought them a couple cheap years. So Josh Allen, two years ago, his cap hit was only $10 million. This past year was only 16 Now, Hewitt jumps to 39 mm-hmm. 41 51 Like Now the jump comes. But they bought themselves a couple extra years where we, you know it was kind of cheaper. Let's go to Fonz in Collins. What's up, Fonz? Hey guys, thanks for uh, taking my call. I just want to talk about the Sixers. What are you thinking? A couple points. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, the biggest thing about for the Sixers is for them to stay healthy. You're talking about for the playoff run? Is that it's for them to stay healthy in the playoff run? Because you know who shows up in the playoffs: Giannis, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tatum and all the whole Boston squad. Well, and Fonso, your point. I mean, this is the story of Joel Embiid's career. He has never been physically right. In deep in the playoffs, right? And some some of these are just accidents, but it's it, whatever, right? Either he's sick, or yeah. his face is broken, or his knee. Like it's just it's something. If you told me right now he is physically one hundred percent in the playoffs, I'd feel pretty good. But it's just it's it's never happened. Yeah, and then, you know, if we don't get past the second round, Harden's just going to go right back to uh, Houston, where he which doesn't I have do to be the guy. Understand. He can have a great year, <laughs> which I do not. And he doesn't understand. have all the Philly pressure over here. I do not understand that. You're going to a 13-win team. See you, man. You want to go? Go. Yeah, I have no problem with it. Yeah, Fonz, we appreciate the phone call. Yeah, and and it's it's going to be really fascinating to see if if the Sixers could recapture this town because they've been under the radar all season. They're third place in the East. Their first we'll talk about the first game tomorrow night against the Grizzlies. But it's it's just odd, Hugh, because most times by this time of the year, people have a strong opinion. Like I like this team. I don't. I feel like kind of like eh. It's like ah, you know. But you know what? Maybe that's because. Philly fans have been, you know, they've been cheering hard for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. They've been cheering hard for the Eagles, and they're kind of just like, ah, they're going to sit back and wait and see what happens. You wake me up when the playoffs no, start. No, because for, for, for me, when I, when I see the Phillies and I think about it, everything happened when you fired the manager. Everything, everything. started to, to, to change, and when Bryce Harper got healthy, he got healthy. Then everything started to change. It was amazing how bad the Phillies were the first month. A lot of those games were against the Braves. I'm sure yeah. you, were, you guys were talking about them down there. They, were, they lost Every way you can imagine, they lost baseball games the first two months. They changed the manager, and it just was like a it just switch went off. Yeah, yeah, and, and to and and to see that turnaround happen the way that it did. Because I tell you what, being in Atlanta and, and and looking at that matchup against the Phillies, 
to be honest, thought the Philly, thought the Braves were going to win that, hands down. And for them to play the way that they did, it was like, oh wow, this might they got something special going on here. Well, so that, that's when people start. I started seeing the, in in the ballpark, everybody and their mother was there. It, it, it was amazing. It, it, I would say I said last year, I've never been in a louder stadium in any game I've ever been to than those Phillies playoff games. It was cra- It was almost like it was it was a decade, Kyle, of of pent up like baseball fans that had nothing to cheer for, and then it just exploded in October. It, it, liter- it literally was bedlam at the bank, as as Scott Franzke and, described and the, it. And for me, being from watching from afar and to see all the old the World Series winners, J Rowe, Cole Hamels, and those yep. guys. That was pretty cool to see, man, because they were invested. You know, when you have the old, you rode old heads back, and they they starting to have good times sitting in the box and everything. It was just great to see all of that. Yeah, we got Chase Utley to come back for the the stretch run. Chase doesn't go anywhere. No, never. like chilling. It's the first time we've seen him in like over a decade. He got yeah. a little gray. He got a little gray too. Oh, he's very a gray. lot of gray. Yeah, look gray. Yeah, that, I mean, that, like everybody doesn't have gray. Just well, except for you, not me. Well, I mean, you ain't got to say it like that, Kyle. <laughs> how old are you, Kyle? <laughs> I'm 27. Yeah, I mean, you got a long oh, way before Gray. Come on now. You got Gray. Let's talk to Ed in North Philly. What's up, Ed? How you doing, guys? What's going on? Hey, Ed. I just, I just want to um, talk about the um, the GM and stuff. Um, um, I heard, heard y'all talking about that he can be different this year or he can be the same guy five years ago. I think, I think he will be the same guy five years ago. The only reason I say that is, when we had the team five years ago, the only thing he had to do was just write out the quarterback contract, and we pay, and we um we signed all these guys, and we could have repeated again. That ain't happened. That means we got to start all over, five more years, um, get the chemistry with these guys. Now we got to get a, a a a defensive coordinator to move these guys. They may have a lot of chemistry. That means we got to start all over another five more years. And getting back to the point with the quarterback. We should ride out with the quarterback to the point that we should do. He should get the money because he did prove it himself. I don't have nothing to say about that. I mean, he had thirty-five points. So the point is that whatever contract they give him and stuff, they should give him to an extension to the point after this year his contract will start. To the point is, but yeah, but it kind of buys him an extra year at of him at a cheap salary, right? Yes, yes, yes. The only reason I'm saying that is because. Um, a screaming quarterback that come and the and the, and the NFL don't last more than three three four years, and we don't want to give this guy a long uh, extension um, ten years contract to the point that shit can happen. Like you say, he had injuries before, and he's. A- and we appreciate it there. Yeah, and listen, things happen. I mean, and, and things happen across the uh, the NFL. You players get hurt. I mean, I think his, his point is that, he, that's, that's every every sport. Guys get hurt. Yes, uh, Bryce Harper. You paid him a ton of money. He got hurt. He he's been hurt quite a bit. So. That's the chance that you have to take. But when he's on, he's on. Man, he is. And and and, and it's the and it's unlike any other sport. It's it's similar to basketball with a star player. Like you need the quarterback. You can't like the Phillies, they had they had a good run last year, you without Bryce. They played well in the middle of the season when he was hurt, and then he came back, and obviously in the playoffs they needed him to get to the World Series. But baseball, you could get by for a little while. I mean, it's a team game. Yeah. And you could even get by in the NFL, like if the Eagles lost, you know, a, a slay or whatever for half a season. You get by. Yeah. Court, you can you, you can't you gotta have a like, you, man. you have to have a trigger puller like like th- look at it like this people as well as Brock Purdy played when it came in the playoffs and I know he got hurt but even if he didn't get hurt he didn't look like he was he was on top of his game no. the way that that game started you need that guy you need that guy and when you have a guy back there that looks like he's special and can make special plays we saw it we saw it firsthand in the Super Bowl.
We saw it firsthand in the Super Bowl. That defense of the Kansas City Chiefs, you was running rush out all over them cats. It was amazing. And when Patrick Mahomes had to make plays, he made plays. He made plays on a bad wheel. Twenty. That, I, the, yeah, that hurt. Of the twenty-six yard that, run, that, that hurt. Oh that hurt. my goodness! That like, hurt. and that was their that was their biggest play of the game. <laughs> that, that Imagine hurt. if I told you before the game that the Chiefs' biggest play of the game would be Mahomes' run, like longest play. You would have said, "All right, I'll take that." But it killed them. And 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 if you break it down, like if you're looking at this game objectively, mistakes, mistakes by the Eagles hurt us. Like that. That's what it was. Mistakes hurt us. It's amazing how often in big games mistakes, <laughs> mistakes. like a team loses the game more than wins You didn't it. get beat down. You didn't get beat down. You lost on mistakes, and they capitalized on the mistakes that you made. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone always breaks up the turnover battle. It was 1-0. I mean, that was it. Yeah. The turnover battle in a three-point game, what was, it were coaching mistakes, there were player mistakes, there were turnovers. It was too much there. 215-592-9494. Let's grab Daniel, who's up here. What's up, Daniel? Hey, what's up, Joe? Congratulations on the new time slot, Hugh. It's great to have you in here every day, man. It's great talking to a legend like you. Congratulations, man. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Daniel. What's up? What are you thinking today? Hey, man, it was uh, five days after my 10th birthday when I watched Rondé Barber pick off pick six, and that is burned into my mind. It's 20 years later, and the final play of the game is Bradbury hold. The difference is Donovan threw the ball, and the NFL threw the flag. I wanted to come in and talk about cornerback and how, like, we're all talking about the regression of the linebackers, but having Bradbury there is probably what helped us get to 70 sacks. And, like, did we miss out on Sertain? Did we miss out on Sauce? Should we move up and get the best cornerback in the draft to help? Because how, Howie's good at signing D linemen. He knows how to work contracts. He can sign them in season. But do we need that certified – CB2, CB1, to help us on the D-line and help us yeah, get it, home. it's a good point. Uh, Daniel, we appreciate it. They need a young corner. So Slay's in his 30s. Bradbury's 30. I, I don't think Bradbury's coming back. But you, they've been trying the last couple of years. There's been uh, right When they drafted Devontae, it was like, if not Devontae, maybe uh, J.C. Horner went to the, mm-hmm. the Panthers, maybe Sertain. Like, they were in that, in that area of the draft. And then there were rumors this year they could move up for Sauce Gardner. They moved, you know, they moved around for Jordan Davis, but it feels like they need to draft a young corner. You know what? When I looked at initially, when I looked at the team and I saw when people were complaining about, you know, the blitzing and everything, that that was the first thing that I jumped to. You know, and and, and we, when we talked to Brian, he was like the corners. Are, he thought that the corners were good, but in my opinion, when I when I saw them play and I saw some of them, the hesitancy in the blitz packages. I immediately thought it was because of the, the secondary players. And, you know, I forgot who, who was coming back off of injury early on. So Chauncey Gardner was, yes, and, then was Maddox, yes, and then Maddox. They were coming back off of injury, so that's what I thought it was. But if you got guys, I can tell you, I played with two of the best, and it had one of the best safeties in the game. When you have guys back there that can lock guys up, it makes it so much mm. easier to get after the quarterback. And I will say this, watching that game and just thinking about some of the flashback into some of the plays that I saw – Patrick Mahomes, the times that that he threw, he made big plays. It seemed like it was like one, two, three throw, a lot of times. And you know, you could you could blame that on the, the soft coverages that they was playing, everything like that. But a lot of times when they were studding up front, they were he was able to just drop back and throw it to a receiver. Yeah, and that and that certainly makes it easier for them. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you hop over. We'll come back. Your phone calls. Do you trust Howie to get it right this time? Five years ago after the Super Bowl, he screwed it up. Admittedly so. I don't trust him. I got to see it. You trust him. Kyle Quay trusts him. Your, your phone calls, 215-592-9494. And when we get back, John Clark spoke to Kyle Schwerber at spring training in Clearwater. How badly does he want to lead off? 
We'll get to his comments, your calls coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.